Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Michael, and I'm really, really annoyed today. Do you know why? I'm not going to tell you. I'm annoyed at you. <laughs> That's the topic today. It's about annoying things. I've done a few topics in the past on emotions. I did one a、uh, few months ago on being happy, where I spoke a lot about happiness and vocabulary for being happy. Today I'm going to be a bit more negative. I'm going to be a negative Nelly and talk about things that annoy me and good words and expressions you can use for annoying things. Hopefully, I am not one of them for you. But what might be annoying is me mentioning my membership every week. I have to do it because I know it's going to help some of you, and I know some of you are asking, "Where can I get transcripts? How can I have lessons with you?" The answer probably is membership. So if you go to levelupenglish.levelupenglish.school, click on the members button, you can become a member and access transcripts and many online courses, as well as having group lessons with me. So check that out if it sounds interesting for you. One other thing that I want to remind people of is a new feature on Spotify where you can now rate podcasts. So thank you to everyone who's already done this. It really does help because the ratings help my podcast list more highly in the search feed on the app. But if you're listening on Spotify, I know a lot of you do. If you could click the star and give my podcast five star rating, I would really appreciate that. It would, it would mean a lot to me, and it would really help the podcast too. And that's just one way you can help support me for free, right? So that that would be nice if you could do that. But no pressure. I'm not going to force anyone. <laughs> Another thing I really appreciate, by the way, is all of the kind emails and messages I get. So, you know, I get a lot of emails from you guys just telling me your story and. How the podcast helps. I get messages on Instagram as well, and it's really, really nice. Actually, sometimes people have questions. That's totally fine. I think the ones that make me happiest are just when people say, "Like Michael, I love the podcast," and, and that's it. They have no question. They just want to say thank you, and it makes me so happy that people will take the time to do that. And it also makes me feel less alone. Because recording a podcast is somewhat, it feels somewhat one-sided. Where I don't know, I can't see how many people are listening to this. So it's really nice to hear your feedback and and see what you guys are thinking of the episode. So thank you so much for all of the kind messages you have been sending recently. Even if you don't, thank you for listening. It means a lot to me. But what doesn't mean a lot to me is. People in London, oh, so annoying. <laughs> so I've been living in London for almost two years now, and there's a lot of things I've noticed about how people react compared to other places. And one thing I've noticed is how it's changed me as well. I think this might be a good private podcast episode for the future, but just kind of like how I've become much more impatient with slow walkers in particular. 
So when I go back to the countryside, I'm walking so much faster than everyone else. I'm trying to speed walk my way to the shops. And I realise it's just because I've got used to the, the London style where everyone is so fast. And I've got to kind of mentally or purposefully, okay, Michael, take a deep breath. There's no rush. You're, you're in the country now. You can, you can slow down. I have to like remind myself that consciously. But yeah, in London, people get so easily annoyed. Like people are beeping their cars. If they if you wait, you know, half a second at the traffic lights, people like beep, beep, beep. If you blocking the path and someone's trying to walk past you, they'll go, oh, excuse me, or they'll get really mad at you. Whereas in the countryside, people don't care. Yeah, that's fine. I'm in no rush. Don't worry. But I would say that the plus side of this is that you end up building a very thick skin for this kind of stuff. So if you have a thick skin, that means you're not easily bothered by people being mad at you or people shouting at you. So before I moved to London, if someone were to shout at me like, hey, get out of the way, stop being so slow, I would feel really guilty for the whole day. Like, oh no, what have I done? But now it happens so often that I kind of forget about it almost instantly. Like people will get in my way or people will get mad at me or something like that. And it's forgotten about right away. I think that's quite a positive thing that they're not weighing on my mind anymore. So there's this pro and con, pros and cons, right? But yeah, maybe I could talk about a few annoying things today and some good vocabulary along the way. The first one you may have heard of is the word pet peeve. Pet peeve. When we say something is like a pet, it's like it belongs to you, it's yours. Peeve, this noun, is like an annoyance, something that annoys you. So it's like your special annoyance is what this means. So maybe you have one thing in particular that really bothers you and perhaps it's a little bit irrational, which means it doesn't really make sense. It shouldn't annoy you, but it does, right? And one of these things for me is mouth sounds, mouth sounds. So I try my best not to do it on this podcast. I really hope I succeed in that. But some people on their podcast, they do a lot of, I don't want to do it and make anyone feel uncomfortable, but they do a lot of sounds with their mouth and in right in the microphone and it feels like someone's kissing my ear. Oh, I hate it so much. Some people like it. That's like ASMR, right? But I hate it. And what I hate most of all is chewing sounds. So I really cannot stand eating with other people in a silent room. I literally won't do that. I, I want to have restaurants with music watching TV, maybe while eating dinner. I, I cannot cope with not doing that. Maybe I can talk about how to deal with this later, but I, I think may, many of you probably will relate to me, and that's a common one, isn't it, of chewing sounds. It's just horrible. Let me know, though, in the comments, what are your pet peeves? What bothers you? What are your pet peeves? A more complex word, I guess it's a Greek word originally, is misophonia. I believe that's how it's pronounced, misophonia. It's not a common word, but 
I'm pretty sure I have misophonia. So miso means kind of hatred, hatred. Phonia is related to phone as in telephone, which means like sound, right? So it's the hatred of sound. In other words, it's extreme sound sensitivity. I really have this and I often wear my headphones, my noise cancelling headphones, a lot of the time because I'm so sensitive to sound. If my neighbours are talking, if there is some... It, an even extreme example is sometimes when you're charging your phone or your you know toothbrush or whatever, there'll be a really, really quiet, like, mm, like a humming sound from the electric, from the charger. And I think maybe I've got good hearing. I think most people cannot hear it. But for me, this really bothers me. This just, mm, so I have to wear my headphones to cancel that out. I'm really sensitive to that kind of stuff. And again, we can talk about how to deal with that later. Maybe some of you out there consider yourself to have misophonia as well. Let me know if I'm if I'm alone or not. I hope hope I'm not alone. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some annoying things. So I'll talk about things in my life because you know I don't know what's going on in your life. But one thing that I find to be rather annoying is neighbour sounds. Neighbour sounds. It's a little bit hypocritical, perhaps, because I'm talking in my room now. Perhaps my neighbours can hear me muffled through the floor or through the walls. But at least it's daytime, you know. What really is a pain in the neck is hearing my neighbours talking at night time. So I'm in bed and I can just hear like through the floor. I really hate it and it's a pain in the neck. Good expression here. If it's a pain in the neck, it's just something really annoying. If it's in your neck, it's something you cannot ignore. If it's in your finger, you can kind of ignore it. But your neck, it's like right in the centre of your consciousness, of your awareness. You cannot ignore it. And there's something about neighbours talking. It's just a pain in the neck. I don't know why. But I just wonder, like, why are you talking so much? Like, they're talking for hours and hours and hours. Like, do they do they never have any silence in their home? I always wonder that. But I don't know. Maybe they're recording a podcast too. Who knows? <laughs> I do my best to ignore it. I do my best to bury my head in the sand. <laughs> this is like what an ostrich would do to bury your head in the sand is like to ignore something that is hard to ignore. Yeah, I bury my head in the sand and I'm like, no, it's not there. But it's very difficult. Let me know what is a pain in the neck for you guys. I think another good expression for annoying stuff is to pull your hair out. Evidently, this is what I have done now that I've got no hair left. I've been stressed and annoyed and yeah, anxious and I've pulled my hair out and now there's none left. <laughs> Another thing that kind of makes me want to pull my hair out is seeing people texting and driving. Texting and driving. It really bothers me because I I just feel like it's so dangerous. It's really dangerous. Um, even if you're parked and you're not moving. I mean, in the UK, it's illegal to use your phone behind the wheel of a car regardless of whether you're moving or you're stopped. Even if you're stopped, it is illegal. You're not allowed to do that here. 
And the reason is because there's been studies that show after you use your phone, your mind is still not focused on driving for a few seconds. You cannot switch back to driving instantly. It still takes your attention away. But I think a big thing that annoys me is when people texting in traffic, as soon as the traffic eases up and they can drive again, they will quickly put the phone down and drive without looking. And there might be, you know, some children crossing the road and they just can't see because they weren't looking and they might kind of hit the children or hit someone when they're driving or hit a car. Even if you're stopped, I think it's very dangerous. And I would say like, if you see like a queue of traffic, at least in my area, maybe 40% of people are texting on their phones. And it just makes, it makes me want to pull my hair out. It's so frustrating. So many people do it. I believe it's so dangerous. And most of all, I just think, why are people so addicted to their phones? Like, I don't maybe I'm jealous because I don't have enough friends, but I don't feel the need to text people all the time. Like, can, can people not wait 10 minutes to text someone? Do they have to text them right now? Is it worth risking a fine or a crash? I don't know. Does, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Another one that makes me feel infuriated. You might hear the word furious here. Fury inside. To be infuriated is to be really angry. Is red light jumpers. People that jump the red light. They drive through the red light at the traffic lights. Super illegal, super dangerous, and it's just so impatient. Like People should be more patient. They really should, right? But it happens. I see it every day, every single day. The traffic lights are red and someone drives through, and sometimes it goes quite... I'm I'm trying to... I'm getting so... I'm I'm getting in a huff and I can't talk. (laughs) To get in a huff is to get <sighs> so onomatopoeia, <sighs> angry, annoyed. So I get in a huff about it because I'm trying to cross the road and people are driving and missing me by a hair, right? It's, it's very dangerous. But yeah, what I find quite useful in dealing with these annoyances is thinking about Maybe the scientific reasons as to why we are annoyed. Why do we find it annoying? I think it's very easy to be annoyed at people in cars for a couple reasons. Road rage. I mentioned this in a previous episode about driving. Road rage, where you get really, really angry when you're driving a car. People get road rage, I believe, partly because you cannot see the person in the car. And it's much easier to get mad at a car rather than a person seeing them face to face. But additionally, I think the car is just, it's a fast moving big metal object and it's really scary, isn't it? If you think about it, very dangerous. So naturally we get mad and angry and tensions arising because we realize how dangerous this is, like maybe on a subconscious level, it's like a big tiger running towards you and you get all that adrenaline coming up. I think that's part of it too. Another one I think is like people walking slowly. I read an article about why this is so annoying. Why do we get annoyed when people walk slowly in front of us? And I believe it was something to do with the sense of feeling claustrophobic. 
Like, people don't like feeling trapped. When someone's in front of you, you feel somewhat trapped. Like, you cannot go around them. You're kind of, like, stuck behind them. And it's just a psychological thing where, in reality, you can just maybe say, okay, it's not a big deal. I can just overtake. I can say, excuse me. Or... I can just walk walk more slowly and I can enjoy my walk at a slower pace. But there's something in our minds that we panic when we feel trapped and then we get annoyed. So I think feeling annoyed is often a reaction to a, a deeper emotion. So if you're annoyed, perhaps you have some guilt about something. Perhaps you're scared of something, right? Perhaps there's some area of emotion that is hidden underneath the annoyance, right? Um, Another example is people talking on the phone in public, right? On the train, for example. Apparently, this is quite annoying because the human mind really likes things to be complete. For example, if I say like, I'll make this song for you now. If I go, dun, 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 dun. And you know the last part of the song. You know what it should be. It should be that. Dun, dun. Right? You want me to finish the song, don't you? Me not finishing that song is a little bit annoying for some people, perhaps. You you kind of, I really wish you would finish it, Michael. It's like singing a song and not singing the last part of the song. I think it's the same for public phone conversations. So you're only hearing half of the conversation and you cannot hear the full conversation. So it's annoyance because of an incomplete conversation. That's what I read online anyway. But yeah, maybe there's some kind of other hidden emotion like, I would never do that. I'm better than, I wouldn't talk my phone on the train. And therefore you shouldn't either. You should live by my standard. And we have some kind of annoyance because we believe people are not doing what we wouldn't do. People are doing what we wouldn't do. I'm confusing myself a bit. (laughs) But yeah, so as I said, maybe you can tell I get annoyed perhaps easily. I'm very sensitive to sounds in particular. And I try to deal with it responsibly. So one thing that helps is maybe meditation and mindfulness. So it's really, really difficult. But there's one podcast I listen to where the host is eating on the podcast and if that's not bad enough they're eating with their mouth open like really horrible sounds that I'm not gonna replicate today and it bothers me so much I really hate it but I thought wait I can control my brain I can control how I react so I just thought one day let's just be mindful and I I closed my eyes and I, I really focused on the sound and I focused on the way that my body reacted I noticed my jaw was clenching, was getting tighter. I noticed that my whole body was tensing a little bit. And once I noticed it, I kind of relaxed a bit. And I realised it's just a sound. It's a sound going into my ear, right? There's there's nothing inherently bad about that sound. It's not damaging my hearing. If it's not damaging your hearing, there's nothing really bad about it. So that helps to some extent, but it's a long process, lots of practice. Another thing I find really beneficial is giving people the benefit of the doubt. 
To give someone the benefit of the doubt means not to assume the worst case scenario, not to assume they're doing something bad. So for example, maybe they pushed in the queue. You're waiting in Starbucks for your coffee and they cut in the queue in front of you. And your first reaction was to think like, oh, what what, what an idiot. You, you don't care about me. You pushed in the queue. Oh, I hate you. But then you think, well, maybe, maybe they didn't realize. Maybe they didn't notice you. Maybe they thought that you weren't in the queue. There's many reasons. Or maybe they're having a really bad day. They, they were fired from their job. They've just been divorced. They've had the worst day of their life. They're just, they're in a bad mood. And if you think of it that way, I think it's easier to to kind of be a bit compassionate towards the person and to, to empathize, right? Another example, if someone drives through a red light, you know, I, I should get better at this too. It's good to think, well, maybe, you know, maybe they've got their wife in the back seat who is pregnant and they're rushing them to the hospital, right? Maybe there's a reason. I mean, let's be honest, there's usually not going to be a reason. But you never know. You never know what's happening in someone's life. So give people the benefit of the doubt and assume maybe there's a reason they're doing that, you know? It's not always as bad as you think. And even if there's not a reason, getting annoyed doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit you. It, it, in fact, it it's like it, it's damaging your health, your mental health and your equanimity, right? So maybe it's good to think in that way for your own sake, for your own benefit. And the final thing that helps me is realizing, I, I kind of said this before, there are judgments behind many annoyances. So when we get annoyed at someone, often there's a judgment there. We're judging someone based on a certain standard. So, you know, one, one silly example is at my friend's house, you know, I filled up my water bottle and my water bottle dripped a few drops of water out onto the wooden floor. And they were quite like, oh, Michael, don't do that. You're going to ruin the floor. Don't do that. And I felt this kind of annoyance build up inside me. Like, what's the big deal? It's like one drop of water on the floor. Calm down. This was in my head. I didn't say this, but I was thinking it. And then I kind of had to stop myself and think, well, it's really a judgment. I'm judging them based on my standard. You know, I don't care if there's water on my floor, but they do. And I should respect that because we have different standards and different desires and, and preferences. And I shouldn't judge them based on my standard, right? Everyone's different. Thinking of it that way lowered my annoyance in that moment. But okay, I think I'll leave it here. Have I annoyed you today? I hope not, but let me know. And let me know what your pet peeve is as well and how you deal with it in the comments. I'm going to end with one review today from Tima Des. And this is from the US version of Apple Podcasts. And they said, this is one of the best podcasts that I listen to. I almost listen to this podcast every day. Thank you so much for helping us. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you very much for listening every day. I'm very happy to hear that. I hope the quality of podcasts has not reduced over time. I know they're very different to how they were at the beginning, but I always wonder what it's like listening to episode one and episode 150. 
how has it changed? <laughs> Let's end with a quote today. This is from Frederick Nietzsche, who said, He who speaks a bit of a foreign language has more delight in it than he who speaks it well. Pleasure goes along with superficial knowledge. I like this one because he's basically saying that if you know a few phrases in a language, it's more exciting than if you know fluently, right? I think we can relate to this. And I, I, I suppose it's when you get good at a language, you take it for granted and you don't see the excitement anymore. Do you remember what it was like when you first started learning English and how you were like, wow, I'm actually learning. This is so exciting. Did you ever have those moments before? And maybe now you've lost it. Maybe now it's just like, eh, every day I study. Yeah, I can speak English. So what? I'm not as good as I want to be. But I think it's really nice if you can get back into that mindset of remembering. It's actually really cool. It's actually really amazing that you're, you're understanding this language and try to find that excitement like you did at the beginning of your journey. But okay, I'll leave it there today. Thank you for watching or listening. Appreciate it, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.